I'm actually afraid I might be infertile. Why? <laughs> well, okay. If we think about it, I have not once gotten pregnant and I wasn't the most careful. I mean, we haven't been the most careful either. Remember when my birth control was expired and I yeah. just wasn't on birth control for a year. Was it a whole year? Yeah. Jesus. R-O-T-N. Let, Let me present, present to you. you the Rotten Podcast. The Rotten Podcast. How do you want me to say it? Rotten. Welcome to episode 18 of the Rotten Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Um, I think we have not given you a shout out in a second. The Rotten freaking jingle is amazing. I feel like we always talk about that. Or when it come, is the last it comes time up. we talked about it? When is Maybe the last time? we don't time? talk about it. No, it's amazing. I actually just saw my friend Kristen today, mm-hmm. and she told me it was really good, and her and her son sing it. And I was like, no way. that makes me so happy. Yeah, that is so that funny. That makes me so happy. So I love that the jingle is becoming something that gets brought up. I remember when we first launched mm-hmm. the podcast, that was something you said the rep made a comment about how good the jingle was. Who? the Like the Spotify rep. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Jessica. She was like, wow, that jingle is so freaking good. Like, does Matt make music? And I was like, actually, that's what he does. He literally makes music. You know, we actually need to have you make another jingle for the rotten submissions. Like, imagine if our, like you knew when the submission portion of this like podcast was happening. And now it's time. Now it's time. Or it could just, just be like, like a sound effect yeah. or whatever it is. Yes. What's the deepest you can go? The, saying rotten. The, the deepest I can go is maybe, maybe this low. I don't know. Wait, that's actually I impressive. I would have to really get into the zone to talk low. Oh, okay. Let oh. me try to go deep. Why am I blinking on what to say now? <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> okay. You're hilarious. Okay. Well, um, as you guys can tell from the title, today we are talking about our wedding. Our um, fairy tale wedding, what we want, what we don't want, how many people we want there, where do we want it? We actually have not yet had this conversation in real life, and we decided, or at least I decided, it would be fun to do it on the pod. Well, we've had conversations <laughs> briefly about briefly. it, about certain things for sure. Yes. Um, fun fact, I didn't tell you this, but guess what I did today? Well, I saw in your story. Oh, while dang I was, like, it. I was hoping you weren't going to look. Literally right before when you were set dang up it. sitting here, I went to the bathroom and I was just scrolling on my phone, saw your stories. <laughs> Usually that's how I find out about what's going on with I you. I was going to tell stories. you on the freaking pod. It's <laughs> hilarious. So yeah. you went um, dress shopping. Okay. Accidentally went dress shopping. Um, so <laughs> randomly Casablanca, which was the flag, sh- was, which was the wedding bridal store I went to today. They had emailed me being like, hey, Tiffany, like we're having this VIP event. Like if you want to come eye shopping and just like look around, like stop by. I was like, oh, perfect. Like, yeah, like I'm free today. I can stop by at 12, whatever. No big deal. I get there and I realize I'm having a one on one session with their rep trying on dresses. And I don't know if I'm just stupid. I should have known this was what was happening. But I was like, wait, 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 like you're supposed to have your friends there and like your family. And I was like, wait, like it it felt weird. Cause I was like, am I cheating on my friends that I didn't invite? Like, I want to do this with my friends. Like, what are we like, what am I doing here? But I had the best time. Um, Joanna, 
she is the rep for the PR firm. And then Crystal was there. Crystal is the head designer for Casablanca. And she's just this amazing, amazing woman. Um, went to USC to learn business. And it's her family's business. And she became the creative director and head designer. And um, so I tried on six dresses. Wow. Did you find one that you liked? I don't want to say it because then I want my friends to be there. But I think I found a dress that I love. Like, I don't want to say I found the dress because it feels weird saying that when we haven't planned anything else in our wedding. Like, I don't know what our aesthetic for the actual wedding venue is going to be. And I want the aesthetic to match the dress and I want the dress to match the venue. Like, you know, so but I, I fell in love with the dress. I'm not I'm definitely not showing it to you just in case it becomes the dress. But I think I said yes to the dress. No way. Ah, but I don't want to say yes. to the, the, the issue is I don't want to say yes to the dress because my friends and family weren't there. So I want to redo this next month. I told them I'm coming back in next month. I'm going to invite my friends and family so that like we can all do like the real thing. But I did try on a lot of dresses and I. I don't know how you could try on six dresses and not find one that you like. Yeah. Right. Yes. Especially if they're like at the top level of bridal dresses. Mm -hmm. It's only inevitable that you're going to fall in love with something. Guess how much. A bridal dress is. I mean, I'm sh I'm sure the prices can be wild. Yes, but, but I would assume probably eighteen hundred to thirty four hundred. Okay. Um, not bad. I honestly thought you were gonna say like a thousand. Um, so the Casablanca dresses range from twenty five hundred to seven. The dress I found was thirty four, which was at the lower, and I was like. Wait, yes. I said, did I say 34? Yes, you did. That's nice. why I was like, this is perfect. So the dress I ended up falling in love with that I am apprehensive to say yes to because I want my friends there before. And is to that tell just me, something you feel you have to do? Like, do you actually need your friends and family around or can it be just a decision you make personally? Well, I feel like traditionally you have your friends and family there. So it feels weird for me to say yes without having the opinions of my friends and family. And maybe it's just like a girl thing, but I feel like with girls, like when we're picking out our prom dresses or we're like going to a fancy event or we're doing anything, we'll like text each other being like, this is what I'm wearing today, or this is what I'm wearing for it. Um, and I, of course I do want my friends and family to be surprised at the dress the day of, cause, but, but I also want their opinion on yeah. the dress i mean joanna and crystal really helped me the girls that were there they were like oh my god like we could just tell you love this dress they were more going off the vibes i was giving off more than like what their opinion was i'm know. sure you just naturally glow when you see something that you really like it's funny that women do that together it mm -hmm. makes sense but for me personally and i don't know how other guys feel about it but i hate trying on clothes yeah there is nothing more that I dread than sitting in a department store <laughs> or a store and trying on clothes. It makes me so annoyed. I get so frustrated. I don't know why I just have such a short temper. Yeah. Not only with trying on clothes, but just being in department stores. Really? It's something about the lighting, <laughs> I think. Just it's the, the bright bad lighting. lights. It's like I feel there's no air inside. I, I kind of feel a little like suffocated, not in like an anxious way, but just doesn't feel natural i can't wait to get the fuck out of here i will say as a kid i used to love going to the malls but as i've gotten older and the fitting rooms feel a lot more cramped i don't enjoy it but today i enjoyed it because like you you were in actually kind of a large fitting room and then you went out and they had good lighting they made sure they had good lighting for the brides and it was like a whole ugh, i don't know i wish my friends and family were there I was so sad um but it honestly put a fire in me that 
made me so excited for our wedding day because I cannot wait for you to see me in a wedding dress. Oh, that makes me so happy. Walking down I the aisle. Imagine. I might cry. Like when I put on this dress that I found, I oh, almost cried. I can see the little cried. tears in your eyes. I was so, I was so excited. Well, and why do you think you were crying or what made it sentimental? I felt pretty. But you're always pretty. I mean, even right now, you're, you know, when you came home, I was like, wow. I always have that thought when I see you. I'm like, damn, you're very good looking. <laughs> um, one. No surprise. Nice. No surprise. You act humble about it, but you know. I mean, it's also how you get paid, not for your looks, but. I'm glad you said that because today I actually saw my friend Kristen that I hadn't seen, Kristen Dominique. I hadn't seen her in seven years and she's just absolutely drop dead gorgeous is amazing at makeup, amazing at fashion, just said, so cute. And I was like, I look like trash compared to her. Also, like, it's weird not seeing your friend. Like, I hadn't seen her in seven years, so I was like, oh my gosh, That's like, I have to look cute. a long time not to see a friend. Yeah. It's uh, crazy how time can go by that fast. There's friends that I haven't seen in seven years, and that's just what happens, I guess, when you get older. The best friends are the ones you see after, like, five years, and things just feel completely comfortable around them. Are they? People say that. I don't know if I buy it. Those are like the best friends. Well, I feel like the best friends are friends that you don't go five years without being in touch. I'm not with. saying they're my best friend. Yeah, I'm saying yeah, the okay. best types yes. of friends. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Best types of friends are the ones you don't see for years, and everything just feels natural when you're together. Yeah, the best type of friend is a friend that you have in your life every day. But I get what you're saying. Like the best, it's great to have a type of friend where you don't have to keep in touch too much. But every time you do connect, it feels like there's no time that passed. And then you have people in your life that. You know, you'll catch up with and you're like, things feel a little awkward or maybe I'm a little different now or maybe yeah. you're different now. I yeah. don't know. Or both of you guys are different. I feel yeah. like it's it's very easy to change and you should be changing and growing in five to seven years. But it's like nice a, when yeah. you've grown at the same right rate so you can actually feel like you're connecting in the same way about different yeah. things. Yeah. I think if you've shared a certain amount of experiences also with people, mm -hmm. that'll bring that connection back because yeah. there's always something to fall back on like I have friends from back home and since we've shared so many memories every time we talk you know it's just it's fun to even just crack into those you know <laughs> high school memories and stuff like that um, I think people always cherish that period in their life growing up being in high school making all those memories I don't know it was like it today felt like a sentimental day for some reason I went bridal dress shopping and then I saw an old friend it made me so excited for our wedding like it's been a minute since I felt very excited for a wedding. Like, of course, I'm excited, but it's a lot of pressure planning a wedding, spending the money, having conversations about a wedding and what we want, and if we want different things. But today I was like, you know what? Who gives a fuck about the actual wedding and the stresses of the wedding? Like, I'm just excited to get married to you and Ooh, start life that. with you and have babies. Yeah. Oh, we baby talking. I'm actually... um. I was talking to Kristen about this. I'm actually afraid I might be infertile. Why? <laughs> well, okay, if we think about it, I've been having sex since I was like 15, 16. I have not once gotten pregnant. And I wasn't the most careful. I mean, we haven't been the most careful either. Remember when my birth control was expired and I yeah. just wasn't on birth control for a year? Was it a whole year? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It'll take your body some time to readjust, to readjust to not having that stuff, just pumping chemicals into your body, which is fucked up. I but. also 
have not had my period. Like maybe I've had it once in like three or four years or twice in three or four years. And I'm like, what if things don't go back to normal? And I'm turning 30 this year. I'm turning 30 in less than Old three weeks. Alert. I know. I'm so excited for your Actually, birthday. Actually, a little more than three weeks, which um, isn't scary anymore. I'm actually very excited, but it's scary in the terms of my biological clock. I don't know what the hell is going to happen if we can't make babies. I know we can go through IVF, but I'm just, I want to start a fan. I want a family with you. And that the worst thing is if one of us can't finish the job for the other. That would right? be so sad. I think we should both get our, our testing done. Yeah. We should both get tested. So then at least we can plan that for our future. Because if we want kids in three years, or yeah. when do you want kids? Definitely not two. So three <laughs> starting the process in three years. I feel like for me, it just depends. We're in different, we're in different places yeah. in our life. Yeah. You know, you're more established with your career and I'm just starting to really like dive into mine. I mean, even me feeling you thinking I'm established in my career. I still feel like I'm behind in my career. Did you say that? But you are still, you know, established. You own a house. You successfully work for yourself. Yeah. In success, meaning you're able to fund your life and save money and invest money yeah. while paying a mortgage. To me, that's success. Off of your own passions in the business you've built. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's definitely successful. I, I, I mean, we've talked about this. syndrome to the max. Which, yeah, sometimes you just got to own that shit. Yeah. You got to own it. Own who I you know, are. And, I, own, and be aware enough to be humble about it. I mean, in being humble, meaning like recognizing how much you do have, because I always have to bring myself back to that when I'm going through a place in a mindset where I'm not feeling at all happy with where I'm at. And then I look around and maybe I don't have the certain achievements or I'm not from a number standpoint where I want to be or have had the impact yet with my music. But me being able to really kind of live the life that I want to live. It doesn't look exactly how maybe I thought yet. Yeah. But if I take a step back and I really think about it, like, okay, I'm living in California. I have a beautiful studio that I've been working on building for like 10 years. You're making incredible music as well. I'm, I'm so excited for you to start posting your music because the music you've been working on is fire. Thank you. Do you think you suffer with imposter syndrome as well? Or is it just me? No. I don't suffer from imposter syndrome. I don't have the ability to f- suffer. Like I don't have some big platform or, you know, something. I'm still like proving it to myself and proving it to people around. It feels like where I'm at. Maybe you don't actually understand what imposter syndrome feels like. Because imposter syndrome feels like you don't deserve what you have. And it was because of outside forces that gave you what you had. And at any moment, everything will disappear. It's not like, oh, I'm so successful. I didn't deserve it. It's like feeling like, it is feeling like you don't deserve it, but it's also feeling like it could get taken away any second. And it wasn't you that got you to where you are Mm. today. It's someone else. It's like, like say like you collab with Drake, right? And you became massive. Imposter syndrome is like, wow, I only got here because of Drake. If it wasn't for Drake, I would have never gotten here. It's like you feel like you don't have it in yourself to get there. Mm. Or you don't have it in yourself to get where you are today. That's what imposter syndrome gotcha. really feels like. Yeah, me, I, I, I don't feel imposter syndrome at all. Mm-hmm. I will say I feel 
maybe if I did have a collab with Drake and I got some big success from that, I'd be like, wow, like maybe I don't deserve this, but I haven't had that kind of breakthrough or gotten mm-hmm. to the level financially, you know, impact wise yet either. Yeah. And again, something I, I try to spend a lot of intentional time with is being grateful. And just off of like where I grew up, having parents that cared about me, like there's so many factors that make me feel so fortunate. Mm-hmm. And especially in all these trivial times in our society over the past four years. And I am so grateful that I haven't, e- I haven't even had to have thoughts that so many other people have to have. You know, yeah. like in, in, in that's also being a man. As a woman, you I'm sure you guys have thoughts like we were talking about this the other day, being at the gym. Not oh, that you yeah. not that you go to the gym. Let's <laughs> make been to the let's gym make before. that let's make that clear. No, <laughs> but I'm sure it feels really uncomfortable to be a woman at the gym. Like the, I feel the uncomfortableness around the situation because You um, should share the story. So I was working out at the gym and there's this there's this woman next to me mm-hmm. and I could, I could tell she was feeling some type of way. I was looking at myself. I was picking up weights. I was doing my own thing. But I could feel that maybe she thought that I was following her or looking at her. And I felt uncomfortable because I'm in my own lane doing my own thing. Yeah. And I could sense her getting some form of uncomfortableness around me. And I almost felt like I had to overcompensate for some made up thought that I had. I could have just been like, hallucinating this whole thing but it got me thinking about women in the gym and how it must be so uncomfortable because it is so vulnerable because not only is everyone wearing smaller clothes they are there's a lot more quote-unquote masculine men bigger men they're just the environment in general is definitely vulnerable for women and they're just there aren't as many women at the gym especially in the weightlifting area as there are men and again back to my point that isn't even a thought I've ever had to have. We're going to the gym. I'm feeling uncomfortable it, from a safety standpoint. Yeah. So from from where I was going with it is I'm just so privileged in general that that is maybe one is in the family of imposter syndrome. Because I used to ask myself that question all the time. Like, why me? You know, like, why do I get to have this life and other people don't? I don't know if that's necessarily imposter syndrome i think that is that is like a healthy question to have with privilege like people with privilege should have those thoughts being like why me why not them Mm -hmm. that's super healthy and just like people without privilege think the same way why them and not me yeah yeah so i think it just shows that you're like a good think you're a good human if you think those thoughts most people with privilege probably don't think that way it doesn't even cross their minds. Yeah. And it's because they live with privilege. It doesn't ever cross their mind. Yeah. Um, like when you were explaining imposter syndrome and stuff, I was sitting there thinking there's no way I could feel that because I feel that I try so hard. Like I work so hard Yeah, that there's no way that I would feel like, oh, how did this just happen? Because I'm constantly putting so much effort into it. Like, no, I made that happen because I tried and failed and failed and failed and kept trying. So maybe not saying you don't work as hard, but they're just different. Like when you're really focused on a specific craft that you get good at, yeah, like music, it's, you know, and people who make music know how hard it is. And I'm not saying that making content isn't hard. It's so different. 
And maybe you don't give yourself enough credit for how hard it is because you're so naturally good at it. That's probably why maybe there is that imposter feeling because people do have a really hard time making content, being open, putting on makeup, like even me putting on a fit, getting camera ready. That is takes a lot of energy and it is a skill to develop. I mean, I, I don't think I'm even naturally great at it. That's where the imposter syndrome comes in. It's like, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve this. Why are people following me? Why do I have the success? Do I deserve the success? Will this be taken away from me? Will anyone believe I got here because of me or do they think they got I got here because of someone else? Those are a little bit different. And those are all nuanced thoughts that I have mm-hmm. when it comes to my imposter syndrome. But- Yeah, I mean, it's something I'm working on. It's something that I used to struggle with a lot more as I've gotten to the point where I stay away from making viral content. I've become more myself and who I am as a person that I don't feel as much of an imposter as I have in the past when before I actually understood the YouTube algorithm and I understood how to make a viral video, but it was like, it's going viral because I understand the algorithm, not because anyone actually likes me. They that just, is such a valuable skill. Yeah. People pay so much money to not only hire people at marketing firms, which, you know, I've been doing right. Mm-hmm. Understanding content formats and what's trending is such a valuable skill. Yeah. There's so many nuances to it. So I don't know if you should stay away from it just because you feel like it's a cheap thing to do when actually it's like a very valuable way where you can leverage everything you've built. Well, now I don't know the algorithm. There was a point (laughs) when I understood the algorithm and I purposely stopped making videos because it it sucks your your soul. That's your pride. It sucks your soul. Yeah. My most viral videos are 10 lies every girl tells. 10 things to do when <laughs> you have a school bully. Like literally, I'm not kidding. They'll come up so on my feed sucking. like on YouTube and it's like from Eight million seven views, years ago. 10 yeah, million I'm like, views, Jesus. 4 million views. Like you're that girl from. It's embarrassing People probably see you like they're that, you're that girl from the 10 things you should never do at school or whatever. Yeah. It's so funny. But the thing is, it didn't gain you loyal followers. It gained you people that saw you. They clicked on it, but they don't follow you. Like, mm-hmm. it's because they don't know your personality. You're just trying to be funny and be someone you're not. Like, I wasn't myself. It Nowadays, gives you a good opportunity, though, to take the attention and then convert that into people through authentic content, which you've done, yeah, right? Yeah. You've definitely built your own audience and followers, and, you know, we'll get stopped. And before the whole, like, TikTok era, I felt like we ran into way more people who were like, oh, my God, I watch your videos. Yeah. And people always come up to you all the time in different cities, you know, wherever we are, it'll definitely happen. And it's always interesting to see people being like, I've been watching you for 10 years. Like, I've been watching you for seven years. Yeah, That just shows you do have loyal people who care about you and your life. Yeah, but... Um, Which is crazy. Now there's, like, such a huge, huge influx of influencers. So it's so much, much harder, especially when I'm competing with TikTokers who are, like, 17 and can post, like, 10 videos a day and, like, not have any other responsibilities other than just posting content. I think it's so scary. that, And I struggle with this sometimes, too, where I have to stop myself and be like, what am I making music for? Because to me, it feels very scary that so many people, and it almost feels at an increasing rate, especially with the newer generation that everyone just wants to be famous. 
And that's and your a goal very, isn't very, to be famous. Your goal is just to be my like, goal respected. is like is to the by, fame is a byproduct of what I want to achieve, which is having impact with music. Mm-hmm. If there's a way to go around that, that would be great because I don't want to. When I become super successful, I don't want my life to be hindered where I can't go to the store. Or you don't want to be in a snow globe. I don't want to be in a snow globe for sure, and I just want to make really meaningful music that connects with people. Yeah. So the goal isn't to just be recognized for no reason. The goal is to like make something that has impact. And really, I I think it's so funny when every artist, so classic, they say, I did this for the fans. And I'm like, no, you didn't do shit for the fans. You did this for yourself. Like you. Really? Like what? what would be an example of this? Of what? Doing it for the fans. So many artists. Every artist I follow, especially more like up and coming artists and stuff. It's like, I did this for the fans. You know, I did this for the people. Did what? Like Like make a song? Make a song. Like made a music video. Like I did it for you. And it's so untrue because you didn't do it for them. You did it for yourself. And that's okay to be selfish and want to achieve something that will will help people. But when people say that they did it for someone else, I just don't believe that that's even remotely true for music. Like people are doing it as a a self-exploration most of the time. I think I need a better example. Like when did Drake, like what was it a song they didn't care to make? I'm not saying Drake. Because I could see people being like, I made this video for the fans because people were asking for it. Like that seems very valid. Like, I don't want to make this music. I think it's more of a casual, like I do this for you guys. Oh, like I do this all for you. I do just it for like the a, community. Like yeah, just the constant NFT stuff. because <laughs> some things I mean are valid. Like I'm talking more in the case of music artists that are claiming that they're doing what they're doing for other people when they're doing it for themselves. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I and, mean, I could see that. And I think that's where you get the best impact is by being authentic and true and having a message and not just chasing something that other people are doing. Okay. It's the hardest thing to do, but it's the most valuable. Yeah. I mean, either way, I don't know how we got here because we should go back to the wedding stuff because I do want to focus on this conversation. But yeah, I mean, I definitely struggle with imposter syndrome and I think it's something I'm working on and we'll continue to work on. And I'm excited to work on it. Get rid of this stupid feeling that I have. Is there a time when it comes up? Is it? No, it's just an overall feeling. It's, it's never like at this moment, I feel like I have imposter syndrome. It's just like Mm -hmm. an overall, like, wow. Like what is my meaning to life? What is my contribution to the world? Do I deserve this? Have I deserved it? Am I going to have this forever? Do people think I deserve this? (laughs) Yeah. So it's not like these random moments, I just like, it doesn't make me cry or anything. It's just like a... They're just kind of lingering thoughts in the back yes. of your head from time to time. Yes. I got it. Yeah. Yes. But either way, um, tread on wedding dresses today. Would you like to see one that I know I won't wear? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, let's do it. Also, if you guys are listening oh to... Oh my God. You are fucking beautiful. That is insane. Oh, really? Okay, Don't so what surprised. Matt is currently looking at, and we'll have a photo here for you, you are guys. so beautiful i can't imagine it looking better that's what really? i don't understand they you like that one yeah but i also don't know 
what mm-hmm. in comparison when I think of a wedding dress I think of this yeah there's 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 <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie when I went to the bridal shop there was hundreds of dresses and I was like it's gotta be they all look the same yeah, yeah I didn't know where to start but I guess when you're a soon-to-be bride they actually have this rep that shops with you and she pulls your dresses so I actually didn't get to look at a million dresses I she That's only good. pulled six dresses and went from super sleek to super fairy tale and she did that oh, on okay. purpose to be like, yeah. all right, which one did you like more of those mm-hmm. two? Like went complete opposites of the spectrum. And then I was like, oh, wait, I actually randomly like this one more than that one, even though I thought I was going to like this one. And then from there, she like kept narrowing and narrowing. It's smart. That's what they did for when I was shopping for the diamond. Really? And also, if you give people too many options, they become indecisive and then they start to like mentally get worn down and you want your consumers to make a strong decision. So you want to give them very strong different choices and see where but if you give too many choices they'll be like i like this but oh maybe that but uh," and then you end up like i'm gonna i'm gonna think about it and i'll come back yeah and then you're like oh wait fuck i still don't know and even when i knew exactly what i wanted how did you choose my i don't think we talked about this on the pod how did you choose my ring like the actual stone yeah i did a lot of research, got linked up with someone my dad knew that owned a jewelry shop. And so I talked with her. She was really helpful. And she was in Chicago. So she was just giving me tips and being like, also, by the way, I can save you on tax if you come in. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's keep that in the back pocket. But she's like, my overall goals are honestly just to help you and keep you informed when you do go ring shopping. This is what you should be looking for. This is how you should ask questions. And this is how the jeweler should be talking to you you know we went ring shopping and i knew that you wanted an oval and i talked to this woman she was really helpful she gave me good information and i ended up flying back to chicago and i really had a short window of a few days to to get it in i was only in for a few days and so it was either like it's gotta happen or i'm gonna be kind of screwed when i went in she had she only had like three to four different options for me which i was that's a concerning. That's it. It wasn't concerning. I mean, it was concerning, but also she gave me really good options. Okay. And but you didn't choose those ones, right? Right. I didn't choose those ones. And I even told her before I came, cause I did this like, Hey, I'm coming next week. Yeah. But I'll only come next week if that's enough time for you. If not, we can do it a month from now. Okay. And she was like, no, I'll be ready. That's definitely more than enough time. So in her mind, she had the really good options for me and she did. But when I saw them, nothing like spoke to me. And I was like almost at a pit in my stomach where you kind of feel like you're. You have to settle. You have to settle and you know that you don't want to. And so I was like, let me think about it. And then I texted her. I was like, hey, I did some more research. I talked to another friend. He's like, oh, I could get you something at this price point. I told her that. And she's like, okay, are you willing to change your budget? I'm like, no. And then she's like, okay, let me see what I can do. I think what happens is a lot of people go into these situations having a price range, knowing briefly what they want, and then they get kind of taken advantage of by jewelers because at the end of the day, it's a business, not being taken advantage of. But if you do your homework and you know that you can get something at a fair price, they'll take you more seriously. They'll take you more seriously and they're not going to give you bullshit prices so i went into the wholesaler like hey this is what i want this is what i know i can get it at these are my resources this is what i'm looking for make it happen and they threw like a few options on the table again they only showed me like three to four and i was like "Ooh, this one 
Um, I knew right away when I saw it. Something That's what about I'm it. asking. What made you pick this ring? Okay. I know the story, but what oh, made you, you pick this ring? Story. So I picked that stone because when I saw it, it w- stood out to me right away. There, It had that intangible quality to it where it just had a glow. It had a dance to it. And mm. that is sort of the intangible thing. You can't get with shopping online. I knew when I saw that stone, like my mom was with me. She was there to experience how happy and excited you I was. You got a glow. I was literally glowing because I was so excited that I was like, I cannot wait to give you this ring. That's how I feel about the wedding dress <laughs> I saw today. Literally, they're like, Tiffany, you are glowing and you're so happy. And I was like, I don't want to love this dress so much, but I freaking love it. And I'm so ready to just like walk down the aisle tomorrow. Like if we could, Aww. I would. <laughs> um, and also not only that, like it fit me perfectly. All the dresses before was too long. Mm. This, the length of this dress was perfect for me. And I just That's felt so exciting. It was just perfect. And, and for me, it's probably similar where like planning the engagement, there was so much planning also planning mm-hmm. in a different way where it's got to be a secret. It like there's so many different factors that you have to plan out, and it's almost like you have to have the perfect storm happen. Yeah. Um, whereas a wedding, it's a different type of planning where you have enough time. You just have to do. There's just so much more. That's maybe like the stress. Yeah, I was so overwhelmed. I'm like, okay, I want to propose. I know how I want to do it, but there's so many different things here that I have to do. But once I got the ring, I had that feeling. I was like oh my God, I'm so excited to get all these other pieces in place. And it made it feel so much more exciting for me. And so also when I had the ring made, I had them send it to um, Portland from someone I work with because I was able to avoid some like sales tax and then they actually mailed it. (laughs) (laughs) So you saved 10%. Yes. LA sales tax is yeah. like 9.75%. So I saved the the 10%, but the the fucked up part is when I sent it, I think it was through UPS, I insured it, did all this stuff, obviously have to be there to sign, and they never told me when they actually sent it out. So I was like, when is this when is it coming? They never and gave you like a like a 16 digit code for They told me they were going to send me the tracking and then they didn't and it was going to be overnighted. So the day that they told me they were going to send it, I was like, "Okay, maybe they haven't sent it." And then the next day I followed up. I'm like, "Hey, did you send it?" They're like, "Oh yeah, here's the tracking." Um, and I'm like, "Oh shit." And I was like, "Oh, it's actually coming tomorrow." Or no, sorry, it was on the weekend, so it was actually like, "Oh, it's coming Monday." Yeah. So I'm like, "Okay, it's coming between this time. There is a chance I'm going to be at the gym, but we'll see." And sure enough, it came when I was at the gym. I think I was on the phone with my sister. I'm like, oh my God, it's here. And I was so pissed initially. Number one, I was so excited, but I was so pissed that they were supposed they to have you sign le- for it. Yeah, they literally left this ring on the front door. That's on the up. on the front porch. I bet you they even like lied and said someone signed for it. I don't know what they said, yeah. But I took it and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was literally <laughs> Imagine on if FaceTime. I, saw it. I know. And I was like, because you know, sometimes I've once mindlessly actually accidentally opened your package before and you're so mad at me. But like, imagine if I accidentally mindlessly opened this package because I get so many packages so often. Probably if you didn't see it, would have just opened it. And then no, like, you would fuck. not have. The chances were really small because you have 15 packages <laughs> sitting at the 
in like right where the front door is inside that you do this thing where you get all these packages and you procrastinate until it's just so overwhelming. And then you're like, I'm going to have a package opening day. <laughs> and so the That's chances true. of you actually opening it on a but spot before I got my hands on it. What if it was that day? I knew, especially at the time, I'm like, there's no way you're going to be up before me, ready yes. to film, ready to be doing this, whatever. It's just a hypothetical. Yeah. It's a what if. Yeah, chances are, you know, it could have been also lost in the mail. The chances of that happening are probably higher than you opening it, I'm going to (laughs) say. But so I got the ring and I was like, I was, I was like freaking the fuck out because I'm like, oh my God, I have this ring. And then I'm like, oh my God, I am like hiding this ring. And like, that was weird for me. Was it weird to have a secret from me? Yeah, I was like, I'm hiding this ring that feels weird, especially because it's like expensive. And I'm like, here's this like very expensive asset that I'm like hiding. Yeah. But I got it and I was so excited. Literally, I like opened it and I was like, oh my fucking God. I like took videos of it. I sent it to my family. I, I even sent it to Lauren. photos and videos of it. Yeah, absolutely. I like sent it to Sammy, I'm pretty sure. I sent it to I my didn't friends. Know this. I sent it to, yeah, I sent it to my family. I definitely sent it to Sammy. I was like, oh my God. Cause I think we were like kind of in the middle of like catching up around yeah. that time. I sent it to Lauren and Jeremy because we had kind of been going through the process. Uh, and Jeremy. Jeremy and I were like going through the process together. But then with your specific ring, I had been talking a little bit with Lauren as well. Um, oh, really? And she's like, you have to send it to me when you get it. Da, da, da. And so it was so exciting. I was like, holy shit. And I was so happy. I'm like, I did so good. <laughs> you did. You did amazing. I literally fell in love with the ring um, and cried like a child. And that was also the realization. I'm like staring at it right now and I'm still in awe of it. That was also the realization when I was like picking out the ring. I'm like, I can't settle because imagine if I just like settle for this ring and then I just knew that I settled and for the rest of eternity we'll be married, right? Yeah. Uh, I'll have to look at this ring and be like. I should have got the other one. Mm, like just doesn't have Even that Even if I spark. was happy. Yeah, you would have been happy with any ring. And that's also the thing is when you're looking at all of them next to each other, you can tell the differences. But when you take them out of the shop and you look at them, if it's in a certain ballpark in a range, it's going to look relatively, it's going to look the same. Unless you develop the eye for it, which you do when you're going through the process, especially if you're getting informed about it and educated. Yeah, it's so pretty. I'll have to post a photo right here of the ring i i keep staring at it the more you're talking about like picking it out the more i've been staring at it i'm like i'm still so in awe of it and i've had it for six months now wait can you believe we've been engaged for six months that's fucked up october november december january february six it's been six months and a few days wow crazy i just can't believe that october was six months ago september september sorry (laughs) I can't believe that September was six months ago. That's yes. kind of even fucked up. Yes. But I guess when I think about that's when football started, the football season, mm-hmm. that's when we really started launching. Then the tea stuff. We were like a month in yeah. to actually being public with it. There has been a lot that's happened in between that time. I actually can't believe how much has happened in six months. It was the shortest time period. But so much so has many changed. things has happened. Yeah. Yeah, there's been Our a lot of changes. Our lives have changed. We got Theo. Engagement oh party. My God. Engaged. When did we get Theo? October. October. Literally a month after we got engaged. It was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like we're on like a honeymoon, like a like an engagement honeymoon high. And then the puppy killed it. The puppy killed it. No, it did not. A little, a tiny bit. Only because <laughs> having a puppy is real work. It's not like fun and games. Either way, um, let's do a fire round of questions for the wedding. Guess, 60 or over or 60 under? People? Yes. 
I'm so bad with visualizing how many people I'm trying to like break down. That's 30 people per person for like we can invite 30. You can invite 30. I would say a little more than 60. Really? I'd say under. All right. So being on the same page, we should have like a score, like being on the same page. We're 0 for 1. Okay, 0 for 1. All right. um, You you think of some questions. I have some questions. Uh, Nighttime ceremony, daytime ceremony. Daytime. I was thinking nighttime. 0 for 2. 0 for 2. This is going well. God, okay. Glimpse into our future. Okay, um, in the U.S., outside of the U.S.? In the U.S. I'd be okay with inside the U.S., but I would love a destination wedding. (laughs) You just brought this up recently, but that's... You know what? It's because your sister's having a destination wedding in Mexico, and I was like, that's such a great idea. I feel like it's limiting Santa Barbara or L.A.? If it's between the two, Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. Okay. Uh, One for three? Yeah. Um, Okay. Spending $30,000 more or less? Less. I want to be less, but I have a feeling with 60 plus people, it's going to be more. Do you know how much freaking wedding flowers are? Yes, I know. I bought flowers for the engagement. How much did you spend on the engagement wedding flowers or engagement flowers? Do you know? Maybe like (gasps) 1500 Just for the flowers that literally we threw away the next day? I mean, that's always what you do with flowers. I know, I know. It was flash. Yeah, I think it was like eleven hundred or fourteen hundred. I can't remember something like that. For our engagement party, the wedding, the flowers was fifteen hundred. Yeah, it's very expensive. So florists, I know, are a huge, huge cost. Yeah, and the decorate the tables and the ceremony and like the rose petals on the floor, like that's going to be at least six or seven thousand dollars just for the. I would say to guys out there, a tip when planning a proposal is really. Allocate your budget. A lot of people are probably just thinking, oh, it's the ring and then some money for dinner and stuff. But there are a lot of expenses that come with doing a proper proposal, depending on how you want to do it. No one needs to go. I'm not talking even from an elaborate standpoint. I'm just saying if you want to do a nice dinner, if you want to get flowers, if you want to, you know, have something romantic set up, it's not just getting the ring. There are other factors you have to consider. So my biggest best advice would be like, Consult the friends of your potential fiance, um, their family. Definitely talk to some women about it because they'll help you. Because I'm also sure there's so many guys, guys that, got that have done well. it, yes, or have done it in a way that you respect. Yeah. Because I'm sure there's a lot of guys that did it and it was like, eh, you know, you clearly didn't put too much thought into mm-hmm. it. And they probably just didn't know how. They didn't know who to reach out to. They didn't have the information and. You know, it can be tough. Like yeah. I could see how so many guys struggle to do that or don't know how to set up a, you know, thoughtful plan. And, you know, I know people that proposed and it was like the 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 female knew because the guy was making strong plans mm-hmm. and she's like, hey, you never, you make never plans. do this. <laughs> um, Matt was throwing me off. You kept making dates every week for us, which is very unlike us at that point in our lives when we were so busy with the nft stuff we weren't going but i also dates. was like okay we've been talking about how we need to schedule dates out so it fit within that but even if it didn't fit within that you know throw five dates on the calendar and sprinkle it in yeah yeah that's a good tactic <laughs> because i when we were going through the process i realized in my head growing up it's like oh my god a proposal is just like out of the blue surprise but I think as you get closer to it as a couple, for the most part, most couples, they talk about it. It's open, going ring shopping, 
I think that now the conversation around marriage isn't like it used to be when our parents were getting married, where it was like a complete surprise, complete surprise. Now it's like, Hey, you need, we both need to be on the same page. That That's why so many marriages failed because they just thought it was this tradition that they had to follow through with rather than making a very intentional conscious effort to take that next step. Mm-hmm. And so our generation I think people are way more intentional and open about those kind of things. Yeah. Bridal party or no bridal party? Do you know what a bridal party is? Uh, you could explain it <laughs> to the people. That's like uh, when you stand up on the altar and there's like people behind you. Your brother. And oh, then- yeah. Bridal party. I wasn't sure. I don't know. Isn't it tradition to do that? Some it, The new tradition is you actually don't have a bridal party. Mm. Um, I haven't been to but it weddings, does. but just, I always pictured that. Yeah. Who would be your groomsman? Definitely Andrew, right? Yeah, he'd be in there yeah. for sure. Other questions. Uh, are we having bachelor and bachelorette parties? Yeah, what? Strippers or no strippers? Yes. You're going to have strippers at yours? It's a bachelor party. Okay. What? <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. I don't think I would. I like the idea of strippers, but I've seen a stripper before. And I'm like, I'm just not impressed. I think it's just more about the, the experience vibe. It's, you and know the what? vibe. And it's for the friends. It's, it's for, for the, the people. friends. It's for the friends. Yeah, it's okay, like, let's then- do a bunch of drugs and make some bad decisions. I don't know about drugs and bad decisions there. Well, that's my bachelor party. So you'll make bad decisions. <laughs> Good to know. So I'm we'll never make it promises. to the altar then. That's not true. If you're making bad decisions on your bachelor party, I don't know. You don't know what bad decisions I'm talking about. What are bad decisions then? I don't know. You'll have to find out. I wrote that I'll make sure to make some bad decisions on we my bachelor party. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, uh, uh, don't kiss and tell. Is that is that the yeah. rule? For, okay. Okay. Good to know. All right. <laughs> No, we can think about it and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, all right. So we're okay with strippers. That's fine. I always imagine strippers at yours. I was like, I, I like the idea of strippers at mine, but I was like, I don't really care to see a stripper. It's like other things. Do you have a theme you want to do? I don't know. Do you think I have a theme? Oh, live music. Live. Or live band. Oh. Like singer or band. You just said the same thing pretty much. You wouldn't have a singer without a band at a wedding. You need like instruments. You need, you know, it's not like someone's going to be okay, doing it, like it acapella just, okay. songs. So yes to so live it's music. DJ or live band is the question. Yes, DJ or live band. I don't know. Alex wedding. We just went to oh, your yeah, friend's yeah. Alex wedding. And let me tell you, the entire time we were there, I was like, this is the most I think amazing it, music I've ever heard at a wedding. I kept being like, Matt, this is... This live band I want at our so, wedding, if we we're going to have a wedding with a I've live band. I've been to a few weddings, mm-hmm. and Alec had a really good um, band. There was another one I was at that had a really good band, and you don't forget when there's a good band because you're having such a good time. There's just this, this feeling that you- This tempo and energy. Yeah, it's just this tempo and this energy. I feel like people are more willing to dance. It feels- more catered to your night rather than just someone playing like Drake songs and like classic hits. Yeah. You know, with an aux cord and being a DJ. I, I definitely want a live band. I want to know how much Alex live band was. Cause if yeah. we had the budget, I would love to book them because they just were once so talented, but understood when to play a song, when not mm-hmm. to play a song. And they were just incredible at keeping the energy alive. And it really is all about the music I mean, wedding gigs for musicians is a great Anderson Pack. Anderson Pack was playing weddings for years before he got big, before he got famous on his own stuff. (sighs) Sounds like we're going to have a thirty thousand plus dollar wedding from the the answers you're giving me. I said live band. 
We could sub out the uh, flower arrangements for the live band. <laughs> <laughs> Cut costs dramatically. Would it be black tie or like semi-formal for the attire for the guests? I feel like semi-formal is chill. Really? I'm I mean, saying I could you see better dress way. up. I almost want white tie. Do you know what white tie is? You and your fucking ties and colors. These like our are engagement party was like fashion. black and green. And you don't like, know what black ever... tie is? I know what black tie is, but. You know what semi-formal is? Do you know what white tie is? I'm assuming people wear white. No. <laughs> white tie is the most formal wear that is like ball gowns because black tie is not ball gowns it's just a long dress and a tuxedo for a man mm-hmm. but black tie is like gowns like yeah yeah oscars no i'm down to do like super fancy i feel like it I makes want- it special like our engagement party everyone was dressed up and you see yeah. your friends and they come and they're putting more intention and thought into it it makes it feel like it's not oh i'm just showing up for another party this is a special occasion yeah and especially for a wedding absolutely i actually i was thinking this i i want everyone to dress up to the nines and trying to outdo me like i don't care if you're dressing so fancy i see your like feathery hat while i'm at the altar like i want you to fucking dress up and try that's hilarious that's what i want i want like a super super formal attire where like people are like oh shit like i gotta like shop for this event but that's just me that's just me that's <laughs> no just i'm me. down with that for sure okay so extended family or no extended family in my head yeah extended family i know you've said no extended family for you well i don't um, want to invite anyone where you don't know their names like i'll invite uncle mike and stephanie because you know their names but like imagine if i invited all of my aunts and you don't know their names and you're just like hi but it's not about me knowing their names. It's if they're important for you to be there, that's what's important. It's not about me knowing well, them. Well, you, I mean, we have, you have a list of 30. We just split the invites in half. And I guess whoever you invite is whoever you invite and whoever I invite is whoever I invite, right? Like, but I think there should be rules of like, do we give people plus ones if we've never met their boyfriends or husband? Like, that's the conversation. Do people not? Then is that like a thing where it's like, you oh, do you get realize and that to means f- you only get like 20 invites. Yeah. And then you have to think about their plus ones. No, I, I probably wouldn't give plus ones if I've never met the person or been on a double or if you've never met them and been on a double date with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I think for me, I would actually like to know everyone at the wedding. So time to hang out with your extended family more. I mean, and you I, know all my extended family. I do. I don't know their names like necessarily that well, just like you don't know my extended family's names that well. I think a lot of the decisions will probably come down to like the venue, right? The aesthetic, the vibe, the attire, the amount of people. Do you have an idea of what you want your aesthetic to be? No. Really? I want old money aesthetic. That's why I want people to dress up to the nines. I'm down with it. I like that you always have visions for events and parties. I don't. I don't think that way. I want an estate. Your friend feel. Allison's party that she had over the like summer for her birthday was the best fucking theme ever, which was golf polos golf attire like everyone's got polos and people were where it was just so fun it was so fun that's such a good easy low hanging and she's like "Ooh, i got it and then when we when we saw her a few weeks ago she's like "Ooh, i got another really good theme for this year that i'm excited about yes um, i like creative themes it's cool we are going to her birthday april 1st her theme is um patterns strong patterns so whatever oh yeah she said that she said that yeah tie-dye argyle chevron that'll be cool cheetah print the fuck is chevron like the gas station (laughs) (laughs) baby (laughs) you're being serious yeah what i thought chevron Chevron pattern a v's v pattern yeah yeah i see i didn't know that was called chevron now i know (laughs) you know what argyle is no (laughs) 
the argyle gargoyle <laughs> i know what a gargoyle is okay stuff it i'm trying to explain argyle it's very important argyle it's not important old money aesthetic diamonds with v's i like it i'll show you it's classy it's timeless diamonds with cool. v's i mm-hmm. like it okay so old money aesthetic 60 plus people live band Nix the flowers. We don't white actually tie need to mix the flowers, but we totally could. <laughs> we totally, Is there like an alternative of for flowers? Why can't we rent flowers? Like if there was a wedding, like imagine we had a daytime wedding and then there was a nighttime wedding later. Like we can just transfer the flowers to them and like we split oh, the cost of the flowers. That's genius. <laughs> okay. Has tiered, that ha- I don't know. That's that really happened? smart. I'm sure that would make sense. Or like the next day. Yeah. Okay. Let's coordinate. Yeah. Maybe we fl- should florists find a f- have no incentive to coordinate that. So it would have to be or like the it, wedding. Unless they made a little bit more money. Like instead of charging us, instead of charging one person $10,000 for this, like they keep their own flowers. They got to charge like 14000 but it was split between two people. So it was the same amount of work, but just like split. Yeah. Either way, this, this is us dreaming real hard because that ain't ever happening. All right. What other things? No questions about the wedding? You're bringing up things that I didn't even know were things. <laughs> I, so have an, I have no, another one. No, you've answered everything, which was more of... I mean, when you imagine your wedding, is it in a church, a courtyard, a estate, on the beach? Definitely like, Santa Barbara beach. has so many options. They yeah. have their mission churches. They have the beach. They have a restaurant venue. They I just definitely have don't picture homes. it being in a church. I picture it being outside, like courtyard kind of okay that's good to know These but are it all could be questions. but i'm just open mm-hmm. you know i really liked humans she had like a beautiful like hotel outside, estate yeah yeah that was really pretty our friend human got married in um mission viejo and the lighting in hotels like especially those banquet rooms like, i don't for like conferences i'm glad you said that they I disgust don't like that me. either. I had the best time at Alex and Yuman's wedding, but the entire time I was like, this room feels too big. You know what I liked about Yuman's wedding? She had the Syrian mariachi. Oh, that was like, so fun. The version of a mariachi band, but like a Syrian Persian, like What could we do Middle for your Eastern? Chinese heritage? Could we have like a dragon dance? Dragon? Yeah. yeah. That would be fucking sick. But that might take away from the music because <laughs> Chinese music is very like. Well, if it was for a certain moment. Um, I actually like that you said that because that's exactly what I want at the wedding. Um, dragon dancers doing the crazy like acrobats with the dragon dancing on the little like stilts. Side note, I've you know how we just watched the movie Luca, the yeah. Disney movie, and it like takes place in Italy and stuff. Silencio Bruno. Silencio yeah. Bruno. It made me really want to tap into more of my Italian, Italian side, but also it made me really cur- more curious about my heritage. And I really want to get. What is a, I don't a tradition, trust, Italian wedding tradition? I don't know. It's a good point. Again, I want to get more into it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to do something fun, like yeah. stepping on glasses. Which like, is maybe Jewish. there's like accordions, you know? Like, <laughs> like yeah. kind of like street music. Um, we can have pasta. That's. Yeah. But that's. No, where I was going in with, though, is um, I really want to get. I really want to know where my ancestors are from, but I don't trust giving my DNA to like 23andMe. Like that yeah. just scares the shit out of me. I'm like, I you're going to you give me my from DNA. Calabria. That's where my grandma's from. She's from Calabria, Italy. Calabria. Okay. That's She's 100% Italian. But my grandpa that she married was Irish. Yeah. And then on my dad's side, Russian, German, mm-hmm. like I'm a mutt. Yeah. But I just want to know more specifically where they came from. And also like, what are the exact numbers? Like 
breakdown. Yeah, like a breakdown. But you like feel the most me. Italian because your yeah, grandma's my... 100% Italian. I didn't want to say it, but I'm really sad that your mom and grandma don't cook traditional Italian food because it would have been so fun just as a bonding experience to like cook with them, right? Because yeah. my mom loves to cook and would love to teach you and me. She should teach you. That's your thing. I, uh, I definitely... Which makes me want to really tap into that side or even start making my own recipes and be like, oh, this is so good and then pass it down. Can we take an Italian cooking class together? Imagine if we learned how to make fresh pasta together. Yeah. Like, let's do that, it. That would be I'll awesome. look into it. Um, you know, what was really cute was that your brother's girlfriend, a.k.a. Kaylee, bought us dancing lessons because I forgot oh, yeah, that was for a the thing. Engagement. Yeah, for the, that was a gift for the engagement party. For the wedding, pretty yeah, much, yeah. yeah. That's fine. Um, so we should... I mean, we probably should learn it closer to the wedding because we're, we're not going to practice and then we'll forget. But yeah. I'm excited. Uh, I'm just too. excited to get married. Me too. Are you really? <laughs> You're asking me. Let's do a rotten submission, guys. Dun, dun, dun. You ready for rotten? We need like an actual like jingle right here. Matt's like, I don't want to do actual work. No, it's not about that. I just don't see it fitting in naturally. Maybe like a sound effect. Like yeah. a custom sound effect or a little like. Like you're saying, like a brum, 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 or like some, some just to like vibe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe to like show that it's a or maybe when segment. we deem if it's rotten or unrotten. You know, oh like yeah, rotten, I love like that. All right, guys, submit your rotten responses and confessions down below if you guys want to be featured. All right, we have a good one, ladies and gentlemen. Am I rotten for DMing a girl and telling her I am the other woman? I met this guy on Hinge, and we began going on romantic dates. I really liked him, and he checked out a lot of boxes for me. Two months into us dating, we were planning a trip, and in the middle of it, he goes and tells me, I need to be honest. He then proceeds to tell me he's been in a failing relationship with another girl for the last six months, and I was the other woman. He said he felt guilty the entire time we were dating and wanted to come clean. Honestly, I really appreciated his honesty, but I ended it right then and there. I told my friend what happened and she was able to find the other girl on Instagram. So I sent her a message telling her I was so, so sorry. I had no idea he was dating anyone else and I was the girl. So she was the other one. So he was dating someone for a longer time and then she was the girl. She's the like side. the mistress. Mm -hmm. I've been cheated on before and I know exactly how it feels. And being a girl's girl, I wanted to let her know, even though I didn't know her. So am I rotten? Should I have told her at all? Or should I have hoped he would have told her? I don't think she's rotten at all for I that. I don't think she's rotten at all. Good for you. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. That's, yeah, that's pretty clean. <laughs> I wouldn't say she's rotten. I mean, I don't even have too much to say about it. I feel like she did the right thing. Unless I love that she said that she ended it right there. Yeah. You know, because some people would have been like, oh, you know, maybe a little insecure, wanting to like hold on to something. But it sounds like she has enough respect for herself, which I admire to be able to just cut things off, stand up for herself and also let the other woman know because it's yeah. like, yo, I wouldn't want that done to me. I didn't like this. Just letting you know. Also, fuck that dude. Yeah. I wonder if the only reason I would think she would be rotten, she's not in this case, would be if he said, hey, I'm going to tell my girl, like, can you just yeah. like. But that didn't I happen. want to be the person that tells yeah. her. But it seems like she had really good intentions with the reasoning behind. It wasn't out of some jealousy. It wasn't to like get back at him. It was like, hey, I just want to like let you know that this is 
what's been going on and you deserve to know. Yeah. And from that angle, I think she's not rotten at all. She if might her, be the most innocent rotten response we've gotten. Yeah. In my rotten if, response we've if, gotten. If her intentions were, you know. Like, I don't think she would have been rotten even if it was to get back at the guy. Would it have been? Is it all about intentions or is it's it It's not about- always about intention. I think the intention varies. You know, how important the intention is definitely varies on the situation. Yeah. But if her intentions were just to do something, just to get back at him, I would kind of think that that feels like a rotten behavior. It's It has Even a little evilness to it. Even though it's the same effect. It. Yeah. For a situation like this, her intentions are like, hey, you should know. Yeah. You deserve to know. Yeah. This is where it's at. Instead of being like, fuck him, like, I'm going to get back at him. And maybe that's what she was doing. Yeah. Um. And yeah. I want to have this person respond again and tell us. What the intention well, was. Yeah. No, we know the oh. intention. I want her to say, tell us, did the girl respond back? Because I'm really curious. Yeah, I would love to hear like what how, the response was. Either way, let us know if you were the girl <laughs> that submitted this response. I would love to hear how the other girl responded. Because I could see the girl could either be really happy she responded or been like i can't believe the other woman how did you not see the signs like Mm -hmm. like to me like if you were dating for someone for two months i would hope i would see signs that you were dating someone else like i don't know if i'd be completely blindsided i'd be like he's like not really that um like talkative between the hours of like 10 p.m and like 4 a.m like or he only texts me at like 12 a.m to 4 a.m when the girl's asleep or something like i feel like i would see some signs in two months of dating someone romantically but maybe not Maybe not. It depends on the person. I'm sure it could be very blind. Because also you don't want to assume things. And so you're just, you know, having trust and faith that there's no reason to generate suspicion. Yeah, that's but true. I'm sure if they're acting different and have different habits and tendencies, then yeah, you'd be able to pick up on that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, not rotten. Love the submission. Yes. Want the follow up. That was a great way to end it. And uh, give us more. Am I rotten stories? Love please. the rotten stories. This is one of my favorite parts of the pod is doing that. I know. I was sad we didn't have one last week. I was like, I'm looking forward to this. All right, guys. Thank you guys for listening. If you guys have not already rated us five stars on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, if you ever are on Google Podcasts, go do it right now. We'd appreciate it. Um, Send us the DM screenshot. I would love to DM you back. That camera. (laughs) This camera. Are we hot ones right now? (laughs) I love how they do that. Plug it for the people. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to subscribe. All right. Make sure to subscribe, guys. I love you guys. (laughs) We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye, Bye, guys. guys.